Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. Today, we are going to be recording an episode about attracting wealth and how human design can support you in that endeavor because um, it's kind of where we are in our lives right now is really taking our spirituality to the next level and being able to integrate our spiritual knowledge and our knowledge of self and have that be reflected in our physical life and in the material possessions that we have and in our finances. And this is kind of a topic that is sort of been taboo in the spiritual community. And um, it's really exciting to see a lot of people facing that head on and shedding light and allowing this topic of like finances and wealth to be something that we embrace equally as we embrace other things that are important in our life. Because the fact is that we are all human beings and we live here on earth in this 3D physical dimension and we have to have jobs and we have to have money and we have to support ourselves in that way. And, you know, there's no reason to avoid talking about these things that are super important and affect all of us. So we're really excited to kind of jump into that today. But before we do, I just wanted to say that we're recording this, um, right as Mercury retrograde has just started. And this is the first Mercury retrograde period of 2020. And um, Mm -hmm. it's going to be like kind of a long one. And so far, honestly, like I'm feeling pretty good about it. How are you feeling, Shayna? Yeah, I'm feeling like on track. So maybe like I needed to go in reverse a little bit. Maybe, maybe reverse is uh, my straight. (laughs) You know, maybe (laughs) retrograde is my like ease and flow. (laughs) Who knows? But I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling sturdy and um, kind of like a ship that's just like going its course. I don't feel too rocky as of right now, but who knows? Like tomorrow I could wake up and I'm like overboard. (laughs) So Right. It always takes me by surprise. Like as soon as you say like, oh, I'm not feeling this retrograde at all. That's probably when it gets you the next day. I know. Seriously, (laughs) knock on wood. I know. But I think it's really important to kind of see Mercury retrograde as an opportunity to just really be more mindful, even more mindful than normal. You know, in this time when Mercury is going, appearing to go backwards in its path in our night sky, it's just an illusion. It's not actually going backwards. Um, But since it seems that way to us, it kind of affects our Um, communication and the way that we are able to communicate with one another, especially using technologies. And it also has this element of kind of going backwards and bringing up things from the past or people from the past um, or confusion from the past that is repeating itself in the present. So I really think of this time as like 
a time to just be really mindful and really aware of my intentions and what am I giving Mm -hmm. space for and what am I really paying attention to and what am I really appreciating and being mindful of so that I don't like repeat my mistakes, but instead I feel really present and give myself time and space to be super clear and um, communicate with, with more grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to be really mindful and um, clear with my intentions in general for the last like few months to just like get really, really clear. And I guess maybe even more so the last few weeks. And I don't know if that's just naturally um, shifting into this, this kind of energy. Um, But one of the ways when you were just talking about that, it made me think of kind of a silly way that I've really been bringing it into my everyday life, like clearing communication, making sure I'm very clear with what I'm, my intentions are. And I noticed a few weeks ago that I was just breaking out for no reason on my face. And, um, and I just had this realization that like, you know, all of those studies that everyone knows about, it's like common knowledge that when you talk to plants that they, um, that they do better and that they live better when you give them positive energy and you talk to them out loud that they literally live longer, they do better. Or there's even like, it's like, you know, like a kid's science project, right? Where they Mm -hmm. play like different music for different plants and like the plants do better with different music and worse with like metal and like screamo, whatever. Anyways. So (laughs) I was like, why don't I just talk to my like face wash? Like literally my face products are plants. So I was thinking about it and I'd been really stressed out for the last few months. And so every time that I was washing my face, I was just thinking about negative stuff. And I was kind of putting that energy into Mm. my products. And I never thought about my products as like, these are plants, but they are. So why wouldn't it also make sense that if I talk to them, then they would do better versus if I'm like thinking and talking about stressful stuff, they would do worse. And Mm -hmm. so now every single time that I wash my face in the morning and at night, everything that I put on, I'm like saying out loud what it's supposed to do. Like gentle hydrating foam cleanser, gentle hydrating foam (laughs) cleanser. I'm like literally washing with that. And then like purifying, purifying, like high vibe purifying. Like I'm literally saying out loud what I want it to do as I'm putting it on my face. And I swear to God, it's been two weeks that I've been doing that. And it is like night and day. Like, yeah. And I'm like, dang, like I should enter a kid's science fair project. (laughs) (laughs) This can be proven on that. And they wouldn't judge me for running this study. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. And it's honestly like Brian, because obviously he's next to me in the bathroom. He's like, why are you talking to your, <laughs> to your face wash? And I was like, they're plants. Like no one judges anyone when they talk to plants to help them grow. Like I'm literally just talking to the plants in my face wash. <laughs> and honestly, it's been working. So when you said like clearing up communication, clearing your intention, yeah. that's the first thing that I totally. thought of because honestly, my intentions while I was mm-hmm. washing my face, cause I was so used to the routine. My mm-hmm. intentions were like thinking about stuff that stressed me out. And that's right. literally the energy I was pouring into like onto my face. Right. And that was a negative pattern from the past that was repeating itself without you being mindful of it. And instead, like stopping that and being like, I'm choosing to be positive. I'm choosing to choose words that I want and that I desire and that I love instead of having these subconscious thoughts that are the opposite and then are bringing me the opposite results of what I want. 
Yes, exactly. You know what I think is so funny about you is that you think it's totally normal and accepted for people to talk to their plants. Like that is, (laughs) I know exactly what, I know what you're talking about with that scientific experiment, but I still think that that's still pretty alternative for people to accept that. Yeah. But you know what, actually, it reminds me of, so the Japanese scientist that studied the water molecules, Dr. Emoto, and he had the water molecules where he said, like, I love you. And then they were these perfect crystalline patterns. And then he had the water molecules where he said, I hate you. And then they were like all messed up and like, not these perfect structures. Um, Have you seen Frozen 2? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I haven't. Don't ruin it. Oh my gosh. That shit is spiritual. Is it? Yes. Oh my God. It's like I Moana. Watched... Moana is well, spiritual AF. It's not like, as spiritual as Moana. Moana's a little bit better, in my opinion, than Frozen Got 2. It. But I watched Frozen 2 on the airplane, and there's all of these stories that are woven into it that are so deep and that are these really big, important like parables that are being told in this movie. And a huge, like, one of the main themes of the entire movie is how water stores memory and how water is affected by the consciousness of people and that it holds these like energies inside of the water and that your words and the actions and the consciousness that's around the water affects the water and then the water is then forever changed and holds that memory is like a huge part of the movie holy shit yeah it's Disney better be bringing in like subliminal messaging of like higher consciousness to our children it really (laughs) is and I'm super excited because there's also like a huge message in it about um kind of accepting the history and expecting history of nations that have had violence against each other and how can we resolve that in the present day and forgive like our ancestors and heal the trauma that our ancestors have created towards each other in that's the present. another message in that yes movie? in frozen two oh, shit yeah so i am okay, excited because it. the new paradigm is here and people are freaking catching on and they are telling these stories that matter and they're telling them to children who are going to take in this information and hold it in their subconscious as truth and you know like even though it's just like a children's movie or a dumb children's book or whatever, it's actually not like it's programming their brain with these important like understandings and worldviews that they then carry on into adulthood. So that's so true. That shit is powerful and I'm here for it. Yes. And <laughs> that like, just what you were saying about the water molecules about frozen like, talking to <laughs> water and how it changes it. it I think it, I think it is household knowledge that like if you, the words that you say to something affects its structure or how well or bad right. it does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's fascinating how we can just like say that and like be like, whoa, that's cool. Like your plant grew more or whatever. Like that's a cool study. But then um, in real life, we treat ourselves and we talk to ourselves mm-hmm. really poorly. Yeah. And it's like if, if talking to and saying to a plant, even if you don't mean it, just saying, I hate you to a plant can make it die. Like, what do you think talking poorly to yourself is going to do to your cells? Like it's literally affecting the cells of a plant, but you don't think that like talking poorly to yourself is going to affect your cells. Like it's, it's, um, something that is so powerful that we don't realize, like even just like little offhand comments of like, well, I'm broke or, well, I don't have money for that. It's like, you're literally programming that 
that information that you're speaking out loud into your cells, just like you do when you talk to a plant or when you instead, literally, if you don't believe it, but you just say like, I have so much money, I have everything I need. I have financial freedom, like just saying those words out loud, even if you don't believe them yet is starting to reprogram yourselves to be mm-hmm. that person and your right. energies around you to, and your environment around you to be that environment. So it's your words are powerful. And, mm-hmm. um, that's why you got to really, um, love yourself verbally mm-hmm. and, and talk it up, like speak mm-hmm. it up to yourself all the time. And- I always am catching Brian, like, yes. excuse me, no, take it back. Say three times, like yeah. the opposite. <laughs> It's so true. And like, uh, if there's a difference between like spiritual bypassing and like avoiding like the feelings that you feel like that's a different story than unconsciously just using these words that are negative and limiting and creating this story. And every time you say those words, those words have power, like you're saying. So really the whole thing about this is just being mindful and like, really having awareness of the power of everything that you're doing, because we are so insanely powerful. We are constantly creating the world around us and creating the reality around us with our perceptions and with our emotions and with our words. And like, you can either see yourself as this amazing, powerful person and really start acting like it and using that power for good, or you can avoid it and then be like unconsciously manifesting something that you don't want. And Staying either this, way, like, you're going to be manifesting yeah. and creating your reality. So, exactly. like, you can do it consciously or unconsciously, and mm-hmm. that's completely your choice. Yeah. yeah, Brian will always say things like, "Oh, we're just so lazy," and I'm like, "Don't say that because the more you say we're lazy, the lazier we get." Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> true. And you can feel that too when it's someone everything when someone um, accuses you of something because they're hurt and they say a word like like take that for example, like, well, you're just lazy. Like, even though they just said it one time and it's not even true, those words have so much power that they become a reality on some level. And once someone says something, there's really no way to take that back. And like, you can change the words that you say and you can always start anew and you can always shift the energy that exists, but it's so much better if you can be like, really mindful before you say those words yeah. and put them out into the universe. Yeah. And so obviously that applies with everything in life, right? With laziness, with um, your weight, like saying I'm so fat or mm-hmm. I'm too skinny or whatever. And, um, or saying like, I hate this thing mm-hmm. and you will always hate that thing. The more that you say it. Um, right. So obviously it applies to all the things, but the thing that we want to talk about today is how it applies to your wealth and your abundance and, um, calling in the financial freedom that you want in your life. So that way you can thrive and be successful and give your gifts to the world without having to constantly be focused on how you're going to survive and eat and shelter yourself basically. Mm-hmm. Um, cause words are powerful, but we're going to get into like the nitty gritty of, um, all of the types and a lot of stuff in human design and how that, um, how you can kind of make small shifts to support your energy in calling in wealth, but also um, address some of the limiting beliefs that we have as a society and what we've been conditioned with around money, because money is such a topic that is so avoided, like Dana said, in the spiritual communities. 
But it's so important because everybody here is meant to have money. We're all meant to be wealthy. We're all meant to have more money than we can even think of. Money is not meant to be an issue in anyone's lives. Um, if that's what you're wanting, if you want to, have, to be financially free, that is meant for you. So um, let's just talk about some of the ways that you can get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for us, really, the biggest thing, everything is energy money is energy. And even though we're talking about wealth on a physical level, like actual money, um, you can't really talk about the physical level without talking about the energetic level. So really kind of the wider scheme of everything we're going to talk about really goes into having an abundance mindset versus a scarcity mindset. And so One really big thing that I've kind of been noticing and changing in my own life is understanding how a lot of us have been taught and conditioned with money that if we want to have more money, that we have to save our money and that we have to not spend money and that we have to only shop for deals and that we have to not buy ourselves things that we want or things that bring us joy because that's how you save money. And then we're taught that that's how you have more money. But actually we're calling bullshit on that because saving money and being frugal and not doing things and not buying things, all of those not, not, nots, that is actually scarcity. And that's actually closing yourself off. So even though you have this intention to have more money, you're actually going at it energetically from a place of lack and from a place of closing off resources. And that's attracting the wrong thing. And so much of what we're attracting works on a purely energetic level. And so when you say like, I don't want to have debt, the universe is hearing don't and debt. And it's, it's not really giving you this clear high vibe thing that you want. It's hearing all of this lack and it's hearing, hearing all of this fear. And by you really focusing on what you don't want, that's what you don't want is actually what you're attracting. So mm-hmm. we just really want to encourage everyone that's listening. If you feel like you've been um, playing small in any way with your finances and really being afraid to take risks and invest in yourself to really change that up. And instead of thinking about ways that you can save money and not spend money to shift the paradigm into this true abundance to really attract what you do want. And that is by you creating opportunities and focusing your intention on having opportunities where you are earning more income and you're opening yourself up to receiving more and to participating more and to having more wealth instead of less spending. So um, Mm. that's a really, really good place to start. And it's very like general and everything we else will talk about kind of falls within that. Um, But I think that that's a really powerful, powerful switch. And for me, it's made like such a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so, so important to think about money as energy um, and not as something that you are giving away from yourself and you're losing when you spend it. And now you don't have it anymore after Mm -hmm. you've spent it. Um, because a lot of times you don't want to spend money because you are literally picturing it, leaving you and never returning to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and if you can switch or flip your mindset 
to think about how money is energy and everything is energy and money facilitates other energy to happen. And there is no lack of energy. It's not like you're going to use energy and never have energy again. Um, you can always be producing energy. You can always have a cycle of having a lot of energy and then not so much. And that ebb and flow is actually really, really healthy. Um, but a good example is like, if I was to think about, you know, going to lunch with a friend who maybe doesn't have as much money than me as me, or wouldn't want to go to this really expensive restaurant that I'm go that I want to go to because of the, the energy and the vibe there, I could think, okay, well, she doesn't want to go. So, and I don't want to spend the money on both of us. So we're just not going to go, but that's kind of like a lack mindset. But whereas if I think of money as energy, my natural inclination when I'm in that mindset is like, I want to go to this fancy new restaurant. Do you want to come with me? Like, it's going to be so exciting. And Mm -hmm. then to not even think about like, would I have to pay for them? Would I not? Oh my gosh, I don't have enough. But instead just to have that, like, I want to have this experience. I want to have share this energy with you. And then when you think of it like that, in my mindset, when I have this mindset, money is no option is no like uh, roadblock. Like mm-hmm. I would be happy to pay for her and one other friend as well to come with me and have lunch at this place because I want that energy between us. I want to go to that exciting place that everybody feels really lit up. So I'm not focusing on, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose money spending, like paying for their meal. Instead mm-hmm. I'm focusing on, oh my gosh, I can't wait for this experience and this energetic exchange. So money is facilitating this energetic exchange. And when I'm focusing on that exchange that I want to have with these people, I don't care about the money part because that's just an energetic support for that experience. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of confusing. And I know that's like, how do you wrap your head around it? But that's genuinely how I think about money um, all the time is, is I want to go have this energetic experience. That's it. That's where, that's where it's at. Like I'm telling the universe, like I want to go have this energetic experience. I stop it Mm -hmm. there. Like literally that's all I need to put out there to all the people around me. And I don't have to worry about, well, what about the money and blah, 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 because that's not important. That's where you start going into a lack mindset instead of just focusing on the experience that you want to have. Mm -hmm. And joy and love is so magnetic and it's so attractive and it attracts money to have joy and to be able to have fun with people and have these amazing experiences that light you up. So for so many people, when they think about money, it instantly triggers a fear response in them. And they like close down because they've been taught that money is scary and that money is hard to come by. And we have all these conditionings, which we'll get into next. But when you kind of just drop that fear and don't feed it, don't engage with the fear. And instead you engage with the joy of this experience. Like for you saying like connecting with friends and having that exchange of like fluid energy between people where you're really creating this joy and this bond that energy, if you focus on that, you're focusing on love and you're becoming more magnetic and you're in an abundance mindset and you're attracting money. So it really is almost like 
too good to be true. Um, but the big thing is abandoning fear and really leaning into love. And that takes a lot of bravery and it takes you truly wanting to let go of fear and to let go of those old stories and wanting to have joy and connection. And that sounds Mm -hmm. really simple, but it's actually like an act of courage and an act of bravery to just be like, I know what I want and it's joy and connection with people. And that's what I'm putting my intention on and not the fear of resources running out. And I can't think of how many times like in our lives where I've literally been like, oh my gosh, no, I'm paying for everyone's meal at this thing because I I just really want to go and I don't care. And everyone is like, no, you can't because that's crazy. Like, let's just go to a burger joint and like, da, da, da. And I am like, I'm always that person that's like, no, I want this experience. Like, I literally don't care. Like, put that shit on a credit card, like whatever. (laughs) Like we need to go because to me, it's like, it doesn't matter. Like money comes and goes. And, um, and the more you get, you always get more, more money when you are open in, like Mm -hmm. you just said, like open in that channel. And so it's just fascinating because I never thought of these tendencies as being super open until I started learning about human design and the law of attraction and, Mm -hmm. um, all of the stuff where it's like, Oh yeah, that's why I've never had to really struggle with money because I've been so open in this way to receiving and giving and loving and experiencing and focusing on the joy versus focusing on the lack. And anytime Mm -hmm. that I have struggled with money, honestly, I can literally pinpoint like that was me spiraling down that lack mindset of, Oh my gosh, I don't have enough. I'm losing whatever. Right. It's so true. Yeah. And a huge part of human design, as we always talk about is understanding conditioning. And so you have all of these places in your chart that are defined or that are colored. And that's where you are authentically putting out this energy every single time consistently. And those are your energetic traits and qualities and gifts. And then you have the places in your chart that are open and that are white. And those are the places where you're empathetically taking in other people and their energy in the world. And that's the place in your chart where you take in conditioning into your body. So huge part of human design is understanding who you are, your gifts and traits. And another huge part is understanding the conditioning that you've taken in and been exposed to so that you can sort through that conditioning and let it go. So for sure, money is one of the biggest things that we are all conditioned about, especially in our society, just because it's so powerful. And it's like, you know, this thing that in, especially in the spiritual community, like we said, feels really separate from us. And we feel like we don't really have a good grasp on it. And so since we don't have our own ideas about money, really the only ideas we're holding on to is the conditioning that we've taken in from society. So we just kind of want to highlight some of the biggest things of conditioning around money um, so that you guys can check in with yourself and see if you're holding on to any of these beliefs. So a big one um, that I think is like so commonly heard is that money is the root of all evil. And I think that's actually originally like a biblical term and it just has been echoed in like every movie over centuries and has <laughs> the whole world. And the idea that money is the root of all evil, it's like we're all at some point in our life kind of taught that as a kid and you hear it in the back of your mind and you're like, well, geez, like I don't want to be evil. I want to love people and I want to be good and I want to help people. And so you're you're right off the bat taught that money is like this bad thing and that people who have money do evil things with it. And holding on to that belief is 
really, really, really going to stop you from being able to receive wealth and to receive abundance in your life. Mm -hmm. And honestly, like there's a difference between like, we're talking about like money and wealth that you can call in. So that way you can give your gifts to the world. You can live your best life. You can live free and, um, financially free and not have to worry about how you're going to survive. So you can literally give and shine your gifts. And it's a whole other topic talking about, you know, why you would be mean, why you would be crazy if you did have a lot of money. Like that's a lot, that's a lot of other stuff that you're just not self-aware about if that's the way that you're acting and, um, and treating people. And that's a whole other thing, right? Money, this, this teaching or belief that money is the root of all evil. I see where it comes from. I mean, also the same phrase of like money can't buy love. Mm -hmm. Um, like, yeah, nothing should be able to buy love, right? Like love isn't something that can be purchased or can be, um, persuaded from someone. Right. So it's like, that's, it has nothing to do with money, but that it kind of ingrains into us like, Oh, well, like I don't need money because, money can't, all I need is love. And so it's either love or money. And it's like, no, like you can have love and money and they're not even comparable. Like they're not two things that are on the same plane of like one or the other. And it's kind of ridiculous that we all are conditioned to even think that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can also have, you know, be, have no money and have no love. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not that you, once you have no money, then you have a ton of love. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's so crazy to think about how we're conditioned in this way. So if you are having a lack of love and you are, you know, acting in an evil way, that's a whole other issues that you're going through that you need to kind of like get back to your true self and find your awareness and get to the core and get back to the love within yourself. And it has nothing to do with money. You can be poor or rich whatever through all of that. And that's more about your core self. So Mm -hmm. the more that you can kind of just say like, okay, I'm releasing that I'm releasing that conditioning and I'm giving love to, you know, the songs that sing that and the, the people that say that and just like, okay, giving you love, but like that doesn't control my life or my belief systems anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And another one that we've been talking about is that money doesn't go with spirituality or doesn't go with creativity. So there's this whole like conditioning around the starving artist or, you know, around like people who are spiritual taking a lot of money and that being like a bad thing because they're trying to brainwash people and like take from people. And there's just like these kind of stories that they might be really strong for you, or they might be these really deep subconscious, like you barely even realize them, but they're still there for you. Um, Or you might be totally clear of this Mm -hmm. and be like, nope, I know that that's not true. And that's great. Obviously that's the goal. Um, Mm -hmm. But this, I, and I am totally someone who had, who struggled with this conditioning around feeling like money doesn't really go hand in hand with being a creative artist and feeling like if I was creative, then I couldn't have money because those two things don't go together. And I held on to that story for a long time because I wanted to be creative, right? That's the part that I identified with. That's the part that I loved. And so I was like, it's either one or the other, just like you were talking about with love and money. I felt the same way with creativity and money. It's like, you have to choose one or the other. And I was always going to choose creativity and spirituality and just Mm -hmm. really letting that go. There 
are no limits except for the ones that we put upon ourselves, especially now having all of the tools that we have at our disposal, as far as like self-realization tools like human design and astrology, and also tools like the internet and having all of these things where you can self-publish your own book now and you can, um, make your own podcast and put it out onto the internet. You have all of these tools at your disposal now where the world is becoming easier and easier to rewrite your own story and to do things your own way. So there really are no limits except for the ones that you put upon yourself. Um, Another conditioning that people really can tend to have is that earning money has to be hard work. And so this one is really really hand in hand with human design, of course, because, um, the truth is that when you're in alignment and you're using your gifts and you're doing the things that come natural to you and the things that are easy to you, that's actually when you earn the most money. And that's actually when you have the most abundance and the most joy. And so the fact that you earning money has to be hard and that you have to show up to a job and really work hard and stress out your body and work eight hours a day. All of that stuff is simply not true. And we've talked about that a lot, you know, like in the generator episode for people who do have a defined sacral, even still you feel like, oh, I'm here to work because I have this defined sacral. So I have to work really hard in order to be successful. And that's not true. You have to do what you love in order to be successful. You have to use your gifts and have alignment and flow in order to be successful. You do not have to work hard. And then of course, for people who are non-energy beings, for projectors, especially especially, and reflectors, and maybe even manifestors that don't have that defined sacral, um, working hard is never going to serve you ever, right? Instead, you should be using your gifts to work smarter and to work wiser and to be more inspired when you work and to do things that um, really light you up and change the world. And that's really how you earn money. And so that whole idea of having to work hard in order to earn money is just like, we are leaving that at the door. And human design is such a supportive tool for that. Yeah. It's insane to me because honestly, I see our society is ruled by that one condition. It's in so many songs of like, you know, everyone wants money, but they don't want to work for it. Like, and it's just so crazy. Every time that I hear people say like, you know, we got to put in the hours and you got to you know, hustle and grind. And it's so, so big in our society. And really, like, like you said, when you do what you love, you will be abundant in love and be open to receiving um, money and to receiving abundance. So um, I every time that I hear like a song that says that or hear someone say like, you just got to hustle and put in the hours. It's like, when you're doing something you love, it doesn't feel like hustling and putting in the hours. Like, right. and no matter how hard you work at Nordstrom's for, you know, 60 hours a week, you're not going to be as abundant and like crazy successful if you hate it. Mm-hmm. And you are like, you're, you have limiting beliefs that are keeping you from making as much money as you're here to make in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So not that there's anything wrong with working at Nordstrom's. I'm just saying, if you're working at something that you don't like, Mm -hmm. you're always going to be generating energy that, that you don't like. And that is, or you're actually going to be draining your energy. So that way you have no energy to do the things that you do love to do that are here to bring in, 
you know, sky's the limit, how much money and how much abundance and love and joy and experiences that you're here to have. And this one, obviously, um, I think is really connected to the changing of generations. Like all people that are our age and younger, they're kind of on to this. Like they know now that like, I don't have to just work hard and put my head down and do a job that I hate for most of my life, for most of my time. Like that's ridiculous. And I'm not doing it. Like I didn't come to be a human to work at something I hate and to basically enslave myself and my gifts and my talents to earn money and not even a lot of money. So we're really like, people are really changing this and it's exciting. And human design obviously is like all about that life and like supporting that life. Mm -hmm. Um, And another conditioning that um, we can all just release is the fact that people who have a lot of money, people who are rich are assholes or superficial. (laughs) And I used to be guilty of this. And Jared, you know, used to be really guilty of this. Like every time he'd see a rich person, he'd be like, Oh, those fuckers, like they're just assholes. And like, they're just vain. And like they're, and it's like, okay, every time you hate on people who have a lot of money, you're pushing that money further away from you because the universe is hearing energetically that you hate people who have money. So it's like, Oh, better not make you one of them then. Um, And it's, it's just simply not true. Like there might be a lot of people who are extremely wealthy who are assholes and who are superficial, but it doesn't have to be that way. And if you can really think about how influential it would be if more good, spiritual, creative, aligned people had a shit ton of money, like how would the world change and what would happen? Like think about if you were given a million dollars tomorrow, what would you do with it? And I hopefully you would do something that serves yourself and makes yourself happy, but chances are you would also do something that would ripple out and share that happiness with other people and give other people an opportunity to either connect with you or find healing or find um, comfort or connection or have resources that make their life better. And so if you can really like start to think about it's kind of a necessary thing. And all of us spiritual people, it's like our responsibility to really say like, okay, mm-hmm. let's let's get some money in our hands so that we can create things in the world that really serve people and that really make a difference. And that can make, yeah, a big impact. And also you have to always ask yourself, like, am I acting from a place of bitterness or jealousy? Because that's always going to be in my not self and it's going to not attract the things that I want. So it, even seeing somebody who's like driving a really nice car and thinking like, Oh, that asshole, like that's right. jealousy. Right? right. And, but it's also telling the universe that you don't want that. Right. And then, but even though that's actually what you do want, and that's why you're having this reaction. Right. Um, and then, but then also like the, you know, a lot of the wealthy people that we see are celebrities or whatever. And they're, they can be assholes. They could have been assholes poor. You just didn't see it on a large scale because they didn't have as big of an impact because they didn't have as much money to like be as prominent in whatever the news or whatever, like thing that they're into. Um, so it's like, again, like money does not reflect on if you're an asshole or not. Um, you're just an asshole. (laughs) Like, Like you could be poor and be an asshole too. And money is something that can really amplify whoever you are. 
So if, yes. you, if you are a loving, benevolent person who wants to help people and you have a lot of money, that's going to amplify your impact. And it's going to help you spread what you are on a wider scale in a physical way. And yes. if you are an asshole and you are greedy and jealous and whatever, and you have a lot of money, it's going to amplify that. So money really, really, really is a neutral thing that amplifies the person who's using it. And so yes. um, if you can really start to see it as that like money is neutral and I'm amazing and if I put this neutral money towards my amazing cause I'm going to be able to make amazing things and to really which is what we need in the world which is why Mm -hmm. we need everyone to embrace this embrace money because it's such a big part of our lives and it impacts literally everything Mm -hmm. um so it's it's so important that we get more loving, amazing, generous, um, open people and aware people to step into their power and start calling in this huge abundance because money is limitless. Like it literally, there's always enough money on the planet. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah. Um, another thing is it kind of goes hand in hand with that is that, um, people who care about money are superficial. Mm -hmm. and that if you want money, it's because you're superficial and you want material things and, um, you don't want to do, you know, any deep spiritual work. You only want to focus on like your cars and your houses and all the things, but that's not true at all. And first of all, there are so many people whose cross of incarnation and life purpose is to master the material plane Mm -hmm. and is to, um, help other people master the material plane and to um, have material things and make beautiful environments for people to come and feel safe in. So superficial material things um, are not bad. (laughs) Money Mm -hmm. is not bad. Like those things are great. Like having a home that you feel amazing in and you feel comfortable and you feel free and it suits all of your needs and desires. That's great. There's nothing superficial about that because you thrive more in that environment. And I can already hear someone saying like, yeah, well, wouldn't that be nice if we all could have that? And yes, we all can have that. And yes, it would be nice. And that is the goal. There's no, it's a lack mentality to think that only 1% of the population can have mansions and yachts and planes and everything when, because why? Like that's, it's that's not like a rule that's written. It might be a, a, con, a collective conscious rule that everyone's kind of ex- accepted and created and made reality. But we're here to shift that and say, everyone can be in a home that makes them feel amazing that they love. And for some people that might be a little tiny home. And for other people that might be a huge mansion on their own private Island. Um, And it really is just being authentic to what are your desires? What are the things that really light you up, that excite you, that get you kind of like butterflies in your stomach of, oh my gosh, that would be amazing if I had a vacuum that vacuumed my whole house while I didn't have to do anything. Like, great. That's, Mm -hmm. you're meant to have that. And the more that you say like, no, that's too expensive. That's for other people who make more money than me. The more you perpetuate that truth into your, your life. Yeah. And so much about human design is really like, 
being authentic about what you want, especially if you're a generator or a man gen, those desires that you have really just owning them because you have them for a reason. And so like no desire that you have, whether it's like to have a vacuum or to have like a giant house, like if you genuinely want it from a soul place, then it's right for you and you deserve it and it matters and it's going to help the world because it's part of your life path and it's something that you're meant to have. So really like just owning whatever it is that you want without guilt and letting go of all of those stories that we have about judgment, because so much of human design is about acceptance and acceptance of our diversity. And there's also people who are here to teach that and have channels that are all about accepting diversity. And that can mean um, accepting someone who has literally zero dollars and accepting someone who's a billionaire and knowing Mm -hmm. that it's okay to have that diversity and that like there's no good or bad. Once again, this level of wealth that people have is neutral and it's really who they are as a person that that money is amplifying. Yes. Um, So I really wanted to talk about um, the two main centers that you um, can take in conditioning around money. So anywhere in your chart where you're open, you can take in conditioning around money. So it doesn't have to be in these two centers. It can be through your mind. It can be through undefined channels. Like if you have half of the channel of money and you're missing the other half and you have split definition, like that place could really condition you where you feel like you need to finish and be this channel, be this quality that you're not. Um, so you can really take in conditioning anywhere, but the main two places that we wanted to talk about is if you have an undefined ego center or heart center. So if you have that undefined or opened um, or white, if you're looking at your body graph chart, then that means that you can have a not self tendency to undervalue yourself and to be kind of afraid to really ask for what you deserve or to not really have awareness of what you truly deserve or what you're offering, how much value your offerings really have. Um, So if you have this place open and you uh, find yourself like feeling like you're shy to like ask for a raise or like ask what you need as far as resources, then you might be living in your not self theme there. And there can be some deconditioning that you can do to release that. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that undervaluing yourself, um, doesn't have to be in like, uh, like, Oh, well, I don't ask for enough money for my products and services or, Oh, I don't ask for enough money for my job. Um, it can be that for sure, but it also can be, you just in general, don't think that you deserve nice things or that you deserve or, or that, you know, a mansion on a private Island is like, honestly, like where I want to be right now, but I, that's not a reality for me. And that's just like, that's for, you know, the, the billionaires, the 1% of the world. And that's just not for me. And that's never going to be reality for me, even though when I see that on TV, I'm obsessed with watching those, you know, documentaries or the Kardashians or whatever it is. Like you like to see it and you, you are jealous of it or you want it, but you just think like, no, that's not for me. So it can also be like, you genuinely are under undervaluing yourself as a person and thinking, no, I don't even want those things because I believe so firmly that they are so far without, like beyond my grasp. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Brian and I both have the center open and all the time, like I'll say like, 
well, yeah, we should go there one day, like when we have a private jet and we'll just like bring all of our friends there. And like, that's a place that I would love to go with all of our friends on our jet and like do that. And he's like, really, babe. And I'm like, yeah, like, why would you think that that's something that you'll never have in your life? Like, that's something that I want. I want to be able to fly my friends and my family to places so they don't have to worry about paying for anything. And I don't have to justify why I want that. It doesn't make me greedy. It doesn't make me superficial. It's just, it's all for love. Like how much more love could I spread if I could literally take someone from point A to point B and they don't have to worry about anything. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally like, Oh, I want to go be a part of this charity. Let me fly there right now on my jet because everything is easy. Like Mm -hmm. literally. So I say (laughs) things like that all the time. And Brian's just like, like it's it to him. It think he, he feels like, why would you even think that big when it's, it's not, it's so not a reality. And for me, it's like, that's absolutely a reality. Like I don't, I'm not telling the universe how to give me money. I'm just saying that, you know, next year I could have $4 billion and of course I have a private jet and then we'll be on it. And you'll be like, I can't believe that we never had a private jet before. Like, (laughs) okay. Like it's all perspective and I'm not going to limit the universe and tell it why or when or how I can have things that I want or desire or love. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so when you're looking at that center, it can also be about undervaluing mm-hmm. yourself in general, uh, as well as asking for a certain XYZ amount of money from your job or from your products or services. Um, so another area, the second center that Dana was talking about is also having an undefined sacral center. And that's the one that we were kind of talking about earlier about feeling like you have to work hard to be successful. And, um, if it's open, you can really feel like money is hard and you have to put in the hours, you have to work, you have to hustle to be successful and that everyone else who is successful works 10 times harder than you. And that's why Mm -hmm. they have more money. Um, but you don't have a defined sacral. So it's really hard for you to work that hard and to make that much more money. Um, so the more that you can let go of that and just say like, that's bullshit. Like, it doesn't matter. I could literally work one hour a week and make a million dollars this year. But the only reason why I don't is because I'm limiting the universe to bring that into me because I'm making it fall through all of these little filters and all of these little limiting beliefs that it has to funnel through to my reality of what I am experiencing right now. So instead saying, getting really clear on this is what I want. This is how I want to feel. This is what I want to do. And then getting out of the universe's way and letting it bring it to you in whatever way, just like I was talking about with the plane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's, that's the main type of energy that you want Mm -hmm. here is just like, I'm not going to tell the universe how to do anything. I'm just going to get clear on what it is that I want and that I deserve and that I desire and that I want to give to the world. Like what are my gifts that I want to give to the world? And that's pretty specific towards the projector thing, which we'll talk about next, but it's the more clear that you get on what you want and then step out of the way of the how and the when and the where. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. It's so much about expanding yourself. Like we close ourselves down to stay safe and be like, this is the world that I am allowed to have. And the only person who's saying that is you. So if you break open and expand yourself and be like, anything is possible for me because anything is possible for anyone. And I am the universe. I am the spiritual being and I am worthy of everything that I want and I desire. And it's really goes back to that 
opening, like you said, like being open to being able to be this blessed and being able to have this many resources just fall into your lap. Mm -hmm. And that only happens for people who are open to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So going into really like human design and how you can look at your chart to really embody this abundance um, and be able to attract wealth. If you're not already looking at your chart, make sure that you have it. Um, And if you don't have your human design chart, you can download your free chart at mybodygraph.com, or you can go to our website, daylunalife.com, and you can order your chart on our website, which comes either in an ebook with pages of explanation that's emailed to you, or you can order it in a printed book that's custom made for you and comes in a beautiful Dayluna box. And it also comes with beautiful crystals and candles and different meditation tools that are custom tailored towards your energy. But Anyways, you're doing it, make sure that you have your chart so you can kind of look at the next things that we're talking about. Um, And you can see already we talked about if you have your ego or heart undefined and your sacral undefined, then those are two big places as far as money and work that you can be taking in conditioning. Um, So the next thing we really want to talk about is when you really live by your design, you start to experience your highest potential. And that is going to earn you a shit ton of money. (laughs) Um, It's going to earn you more money than any other thing that you've ever done. When you worked so hard, when you tried so hard, when you did what people told you to do, when you followed some strategy or rule that was outside of yourself, it's never going to bring you as much success as you just living as yourself and just living by your design, being who you are. So a huge part of that is really understanding all of your gates and channels because those are your energetic gifts and qualities and traits that you're here to be in this lifetime. And the more that you allow yourself to be those things in all aspects of your life and with more and more potential and in its highest potential, that's really where you'll start to magnetize yourself and attract in that abundance and attract in that wealth. So um, you can look up all your gates and channels, what they mean, or you can book a reading with us and we'll go through all of your gates and channels. Um, Or in the printed book that you can get on our website, it has like your main gates and channels that you really need to be aware of. but really leaning into those and looking at some of them, if you have gates and channels that you don't resonate with and you feel like you're not using that gift, one, you might have the wrong birth time and that might not be your chart. Or two, you have the right birth time. That's your chart. You have that gate or channel, but you've just abandoned that part of yourself and ignored that gift that you have because you thought for some reason it's not going to get you money or it's not going to make you successful. For example, people that have gate 41, they have this ability to create art or create something creative that really connects them to spirituality and it really connects them to the divine and they can share it with other people to help those people feel connected. So a lot of people would see that quality in themselves and be like, well, I'm not really that creative. So I'm just going to ignore that. But the whole thing is, no, you can't ignore it. If you want to make more money and be more magnetic and happy and fulfilled and successful, you have to lean into that gift. Like go back to the place in you that resonates with that and start nurturing it and start allowing yourself to be more creative every day. And that can be in your work in the small things you do, like making a poster for your coworkers, like, or, you know, these little things when you nurture that gift and you bring it into your life, it's really going to increase your magnetism and you're going to see more wealth coming your way just energetically. 
Um, another thing that's really, really powerful that we love to like really lean into in our readings is looking at your Jupiter gates. So you have in your chart, all of your different gates are illuminated by a different planet or by the sun and the earth and the moon. And um, those gates make up your your qualities. And so knowing which ones your Jupiter gates are and really leaning into those qualities specifically is something that's especially going to help you attract abundance and joy and expansion. So in human design, they say that the planet Jupiter is really the teacher of your personal law. And for us, what that really means is like, it's the thing that you ha- you must do in this lifetime. You must follow your joy. And if when you do this, you really lean into who you are and things really expand for you. And that's the time that you are the most open to receiving is when you're expansive and when you're joyful, which is all the things we already talked about. But it kind of all comes together with that Jupiter energy and with your Jupiter gates. So that's a really good place to start if you're looking for the next thing that you can do to really increase your abundance in life. And pairing those two gates together um, is really powerful. So for example, you can have um, gate 31 be one of your Jupiter gates, and that's the gate of being influential and um, influencing other people. And then you could have gate uh, 35 be one of your Jupiter gates, which is sharing your personal stories. So then if you can find a way to share your personal stories in a way that can influence a lot of people, um, that will bring in a lot of abundance and expansion for you in your life. So that's just an example. And, um, you can, whatever your Jupiter gates are finding ways that you can bring in those two qualities into your life. And when we do readings, we, we always focus on the Jupiter gates, um, at some point during the reading, just because it is so powerful to know like, okay, here's two things that I do naturally. How can I call those two or use these two gifts um, in whatever project or business or anything that I'm working on to call in that abundance. Mm -hmm. And like Shana was saying, some people have gifts that are around these material plane things and physical resources. Like for example, if you have either gate 45 or gate 21, or if you have both, then you have the channel of money. And that means that naturally, inherently, you're really good at managing these physical resources and having an understanding of them. And so if you have one of those gates or the whole channel and you feel like you're not good with money, um, that's a really interesting thing because you can look into what can conditioning you have that is pulling you away from this thing. Because if it's in your chart, then you naturally do have an understanding of those resources. So um, it's really interesting too, to kind of see the gates that you haven't been implementing and Mm -hmm. you might not even have awareness, like either it's a subconscious gate and you didn't have awareness of it, or even could be a a personality gate and um, a conscious gate that you just have been avoiding because once again, you have conditioning around it. So that's a really interesting thing to look into too. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's crazy because it's so specific that it mm-hmm. really makes you have tools of like, oh, I never even realized this about myself. And mm-hmm. um, this is an actual like thing that I can do. I just need to start doing it. Like, for, for me, one of my Jupiter gates is observing and listening and processing what I'm observing um, and then sharing that observation out into the world. And 
I never, like, obviously I always knew I was really observant, but until I knew that I would never think like, Oh, let me use my observational skills in this project that I'm working on to call in abundance and expansion, or let me call in, you know, one of my, like another gate that I have is a creativity one. Like I never thought of myself as creative, like Dana said, and like, let me call in my creativity. Um, in my life to connect with the divine more. So like getting a reading really can help you to say, okay, let me get the reins on my energy and start living my life consciously and, and attracting the things that I do want versus pushing them away because I'm focusing on what I don't want instead. Yeah. And it is amazing. Like when you lean into your Jupiter gates, you see abundance and expansion. Like it happens. It's just so crazy. Like with that awareness or without it, if you're really living that gift, you're going to see the, the abundance come in and the expansion come in. But having that awareness just really like magnifies it because you're able to really focus in and be more mindful on, um, the energy that you're giving out into the world. So the next thing we want to talk about is specific tips um, for the different energy types so that you can really start earning more wealth and attracting more abundance. And of course, since this is an energetic thing, um, it really is all about how you clear your aura and become more magnetic because each of the five energy types in human design, what it's really describing is your aura and your aura is your energetic body that goes around and out of your physical body. And it communicates with the rest of the world. And it's responsible for the way that you're able to share your gifts and connect with the world around you. So when you are living in your not self and you're out of alignment, that aura gets really murky and it gets really blocked. And that blocked aura blocks you to receiving from the outside world and receiving from the universe because you're literally closed off. So when you clear that aura, when you're a clear channel and you're in alignment, things just naturally flow to you. And so that's for all things in life. And of course, abundance and wealth is included in that. So for manifestors, um, something that you can really do to clear your aura is to really let go of the feeling that you need to finish all of your projects or control all of your projects and micromanage them and see them through to completion. Um, because really the beautiful and amazing gift that manifestors are in this world is that they are an idea machine and a fire starter and a visionary. And they're people that start these sparks of change and have these amazing ideas and rally energy of other people to start these new things and to initiate these new things. But when they hold themselves down and feel like they have to, whatever idea they started, they have to see it through to completion and they have to do it by themselves because they're afraid to let other people in and kind of mess up their vision or mess up whatever they're working on. That really clouds up their aura when they hold on to that. And when mm -hmm. they say like, yes, I started this thing. It's amazing. I love it. It's exciting. And now I'm allowing other people to come in and help me see it through to completion and help me work on it. That actually opens their aura and clears their aura because it gives them space. It gives them space to use their energy to follow their, the new urges and continue initiating new things. And mm -hmm. for, for a manifester, that clarity in your, in your aura really does come from allowing yourself to continue those new urges, those new sparks, those new initiations, and not like holding yourself down and trapping your energy 
to confining to only working on one project. I find that um, a lot of times manifestors get stuck in um, controlling their projects to completion because they, they think, you know, well, I don't have the resources to hire a bunch of people to finish my project or to train them or anything. And really that's not the place to start. And they stop there because it's like, that's too big of a task and I'm going to stop there. So it's easier for me to just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, But really that's not, that's not what you need to do. Honestly, as a manifester, the more that you talk about the thing that you've created and that you're working on and that you need um, the help that you need or the, you know, how you want to let it go and let other people take over. The more that you talk about that and you um, are open to other people, literally those other people will figure out the details for you. Like they Mm -hmm. will, whether they're working for you or not, honestly, like they will, they can, hear you and just listen to you and then go to a coffee shop and see a a poster for, I don't know, somebody looking for a job. I don't know. People don't really do that, but you know what I mean? Like they can (laughs) run into somebody and just be talking about what you told them. And then they find somebody for you and they find someone else. And maybe these people take care of it without you even having to pay them. Like, honestly, that's how powerful it is when you share as a manifester that you just, are, are open to letting go. First of all, that's a big step, opening yourself up to letting your creations go and be um, completed by other people. But then, okay, how do I do that? Let me just talk to the people around me. I don't know how to do that. I don't know mm-hmm. how to let go, but I'm working on it and is something that I want. So that way I can keep myself free and flowing and following my desires, my urges. Um, so I just wanted to really nail that in because every time that we do a reading with manifestors, that's one of their main questions is like, I don't know how to let go. And the way that you let go is by informing other people around you of the things that you're needing and that, or feeling or thinking or all the things. Um, and then letting it go. And it, it is time because that's how you will call in more abundance and more experiences um, and more urges and new ideas, all the things. Um, mm-hmm. So for man gens, the way that you can kind of keep your um, yourself open, your aura open to receiving new things um, is by keeping things fresh and fun and allowing yourself to change when you feel like it. Um, when you release control over your path and where it's going to lead you and instead let your body lead you to what's exciting and what's fun and what you want to dive into, that's when you're your most magnetic. So that's when you're going to call in um, the most abundance and the most flow and the most connections and opportunities to yourself is when you allow yourself to not have to figure out where you're headed and just be in the moment, be in flow, be responding to the things around you and keep it fresh and fun and exciting. And that can be really scary because mangens can change quite quickly. Their interests can really like zip to a new place, like at a moment's notice. And they have to just allow that and be totally game for that. And in a conditioned mental way, that doesn't make sense for them to just abandon what they're doing and go to the next thing. We're not taught that that will bring them success, but since it's correct for them and correct for their energy and correct for their strategy of responding by their body, just telling them, I want to go do this and then just allowing it to happen. Um, it really is the fastest way for them to really live in flow and live in alignment and attract, um, all of this abundance. And, um, for generators, a really important thing that they can do to 
magnetize their aura is also really letting their body lead them to things that are exciting, just like the man gen, but also really using their energy each day on the things that excite them. And um, if they don't use their energy, that's a big way for themselves to get stuck and to not experience flow and for their aura to get stuck and to close themselves off to receiving. So if you're a generator and you're having like an office job that's really not challenging and you're not really moving and you're not really working on anything that excites you, or you're kind of sitting at home all day long because you're a nanny now and you're watching an infant child and you don't get to go play or use your body or work on anything that lights you up, that's really going to make your energy feel really stuck. It's going to make your aura have stuck energy and it's going to stop you from receiving. So really focusing on like, I need to use this energy that I have, use my body in a way that excites me because that's what creates flow for me. And that's what magnetizes my aura. And that's what attracts money. Mm -hmm. I love, love, love that. And we just want to root you on generators, like Mm -hmm. trust yourself, like you got this lean in and just honor, 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 honor yourself, please. Mm -hmm. Um, The more that we could like shout that off the mountaintops, the better, like honor yourself because you deserve it and you're important Mm -hmm. and your needs matter um, because that's how you are magnetic. Um, And then for projectors, getting really clear about your niche is how you are the most magnetic. Um, uh, Being an expert in that one way and opening yourself up for those invitations, meaning, you know, once you're clear on what it is that you want to offer and you hone your skills on that thing, making yourself available, whether that's on an online platform or, um, uh, I don't know, having a website or an Instagram, social media, something where people can come to you, recognize you, and then invite you. Um, Mm -hmm. and you honestly attract those invitations when you get clear on what it is that you see in a way that other people don't and what it is that you want to offer people, what it is that you want invitations for, because if you don't even know what you want to be invited for, but you just want to be invited, like the universe has no idea what, what invitations to send your way. Um, so just getting really clear on what it is that you do want to offer and what genuinely lights you up. Um, Mm -hmm. it's so, 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 so important to attracting Mm -hmm. abundance. And with projectors too, since you don't have the energy um, to consistently and sustainably work eight hours every single day for your whole life, um, you kind of have to let go of the idea that you're going to be trading your time for money, aka showing up for one hour and getting paid a dollar amount for that hour, because that's really not how you're going to attract the most wealth. For you having that niche and having being the one person that does this one thing, the best in the entire country or the best in the entire state. Um, and it's that, coming from you specifically. So like there can right, be, I just want to clarify, there can be like a hundred other people doing doing the same thing, but like not in the way that you specifically, your perspective, the way that you see things. Mm -hmm. Because you're completely unique. And when you're using all of your gifts, you are this unique being that shines your light on this one topic in a specific way that only you can do because you're this unique projector. So really focusing in on that and um, knowing that if you're going to work less hours and make just as much money, you kind of really have to focus in on what's special about you um, because the success for you is going to look really different than for other people that are working eight hours a day, obviously. 
And then for reflectors, just surrendering and letting life and your environment and the people around you lead you in the sense of um, how their energy and how the environment's energy feels within your body and really surrendering to that. The, you know, the call to go here, to go there, or to hang out with this person or that person and allowing yourself to be surprised. Honestly, like that's, that's the trick is like allowing yourself to be surprised, um, is when you're the most magnetic. So anytime that you can just find yourself surrendering, um, is when you call in fresh energy to flow through you to, um, to magnetize you to calling in abundance to flow through you as well. Um, Mm -hmm. so a lot of this is like net, or I should say none of this is, um, telling the universe how you want to make money, right? It's not saying I only want abundant things to flow through me and, um, to have new job, you know, I'm going to surrender to my environment and how it lead me to an abundant place. Great. But you're not saying how you want it to happen. I want this person to contact me. I want this job to hire me. Um, I want this new town, like this house to be available on this street. And if you are a specific manifester, it, it is beneficial for you to say specifically what you want, just not the how to the universe. And anytime that you find yourself saying, um, for instance, as a projector, you know, I'm really, really, this is my niche. This is my one expert thing, right? You've done that work. You've gotten really clear. You made yourself available for invitations. But then if you start saying, I want, I want to make enough money to feel financially free through this niche or through these services that I offer or through selling this many boxes or this many, whatever it is, right? Um, that's when you're cutting the universe off to giving it to you because you're telling the universe how you want to be abundant versus saying, I want to feel financially free. And, or if you're a specific manifester, you know, I want an office on this street But if you say, well, I want it in, I want you to provide it through these channels, that's, you're telling the universe how. And so anytime Mm -hmm. you find yourself doing that, just step out of your own way, step out of the universe's way and just let the universe do its magic. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally magic. It's not your job to figure out how or why or where. I already said that like 10,000 times that I really (laughs) want you to like feel it in your cells that because the universe has your back like it does you are supported and you deserve to have abundance you deserve to have everything you want and like it will be brought to you if you just get out of your own way exactly like you're saying yes 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 mm-hmm. yes so this mm-hmm. this podcast may seem repetitive but honestly the more you can hear this into your cells like a freaking plant the better. Mm -hmm. And like say it to yourself, like Mm -hmm. get out of my own way. This is what I want. I'm not figuring out how, but I'm getting clear on what it is that I want and what I deserve because I deserve literally anything that I want. If it's coming Mm -hmm. from a place of love, you deserve that. And I do also want to clarify, like if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, wow, that's, that's like way too excessive to have a private jet or to um, have a billion dollars. Like you can give that to all the charities and all the things like that's awesome. And that's your path. That's what you want. Like, and obviously like I'm anyone will tell you, I'm like the most giving person ever. Like I want to do that too. I'm not saying that I don't, but um, 
anything that you're listening to where you see something that somebody has that you genuinely don't understand why they would want that or have that, that's just the diverseness in you. It's not, it's just not something that you want that is meant for you. And that's totally great. If you want to have a, like I said, like a tiny home and that's honestly your dream, your desire, like that is meant for you. And it's great that we can celebrate the diverseness in what everyone wants. So we're not saying that everybody wants to be a billionaire. We're just saying that everyone has desires and you have to get out of your own way to attract the abundance of whatever that desire is, um, into your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in kind of wrapping up, we just want to go over some like bullet points. Like if we're talking about what things can I implement into my life right now to really start embodying, attracting abundance and wealth into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and these kind of go for everyone because they're really universal. The first thing that you can do is look into those um, deconditioning from those limiting beliefs. And so um, those ones that we talked about earlier and also any ones that you might have in your life that came from your parents or from your teachers, look into those limiting beliefs and really let go of them and um, clear them out and rewrite your story in that way. Mm -hmm. And the next thing is when you're manifesting to be really clear on what you do want not what you don't want, right? So if you're constantly focusing on those negative things, um, that's going to push it further away from you and to really focus on the things that you do want for yourself. And the next thing that's one of Shana's favorites is if um, asking for what you want from the universe, like boldly just saying, this is what I want. I don't know how I'm getting it, but I know what I want and I'm clear about that. And that will do so much for you as far as attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing that you can do is making a list about inspired action that you want to start taking to start making these big changes in your life. So even just like getting clear on the fact that yes, it's an energetic thing. And then there's also this other side of the physical things. Like what steps can I start taking to really start making my life, um, look more like the life that I want. And I want to be clear on that one. Um, letting that list be fluid and changing is just as important as making the list. So Mm -hmm. saying like, okay, my first step is, um, I don't know, training someone, or my first step is, going and meditating every morning. That's my first step on calling in, you know, inspired action. But then if that, then when you are training someone, other opportunities present itself to like have other things. So you're not going to step number two on whatever list you made, um, allowing yourself to be fluid and flow and know that that's the divine timing and that you just started that list to, um, engage yourself with, the physical world around you to, um, be inspired, but allowing yourself to follow that inspiration. Um, that's more important than the list itself, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the next thing, which we talked about earlier, but just kind of wrapping up is instead of thinking about ways that you can save money and cut back from spending, Um, instead you can really start thinking about ways that you can open yourself up to earning, open yourself up to having more avenues of passive income and more opportunities to, to earn money and really start thinking about all of the ways that you're excited to earn money instead of the ways that you want to save money. Another, um, thing that you can do is to spend money investing in yourself. So, um, Again, that goes back to the lack mentality of saying like, well, if I spent money on this massage, then I wouldn't have a hundred dollars in my bank account. 
that I have right now. And um, that's money that's leaving me, but instead saying it's energy and I'm investing in my well being, And I really need this massage right now for my emotional health, for my spiritual health, for my energetic health. This is what I need. And you're telling the universe that you are honoring your soul and your energy and your emotional and spiritual needs. And so that hundred dollars that's leaving your bank account doesn't matter. Like it's neutral and you are choosing to amplify your spiritual, emotional needs versus amplifying that you now just still have a hundred dollars and you're amplifying that you didn't want to spend it because you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the next thing kind of goes in the same vein, but being generous and giving. Um, Mm. It really is such a beautiful and powerful energy of abundance to really be generous with your resources that you have and with the time that you have. And um, if you want to be receiving generously, and that's something that's on your um, desires list, then you need to be giving generously as well, because they go hand in hand and you really can't have one without the other. It's, it's a whole feeling of being able to, just like Shana was saying, you're not seeing money leaving, but you're seeing it circle back to you. And you're seeing life in this loop where you give out and it comes right back and really being able to give and be generous with authenticity. So at first it might feel like um, you're kind of wanting to do that. And you maybe secretly inside are like, Ooh, I'm giving too much. And like, it's whatever. And so make sure that it's authentic for you and make sure that it's Mm -hmm. something that you genuinely want to do. And it might be kind of a process of pushing past those fears, pushing past those limiting beliefs and pushing out of your comfort zone and trying it out for size until you figure out what is authentic for you and what you can give with authenticity. Hmm. I love that. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, and then the last one that we'll mention is um, being grateful for having what you want and acting as if you already have it. So, so basically being really grateful for the things that you do have, but also being grateful for the things that you want and desire, but then also acting as if you already have those things. So it's just like, it's just like how we passively think, um, or have those limiting beliefs of, well, yeah, no, of course, like I don't even think about private jets because it's just not my reality, but instead saying like, of course we can go to Switzerland next year. Like why not? And just like having that energy in your body, like you don't have to book it. You don't have to pay for anything right now, but just having that energy of like, hell yeah. Like that is my life. That is literally meant for me. So even though you're not saying like literally booking a plane ticket to Switzerland right now for next year, you're telling the universe, like I am that person that could Like, and like, even though that seems so silly, it it is like, again, like talking to the plant thing. Like Mm -hmm. I am that person that could just like willy nilly next month fly off to Europe because Mm -hmm. that is who I am and what's meant for me if that's what I desire. And that Mm -hmm. energy, it's like that big dick energy that we always like (laughs) people talking about, like the energy that you want, like, yeah, okay that I have big dick energy when it comes to abundance and I can have whatever the hell I want because I freaking deserve it. And so can you, and so can you, and so can you. And I love all of you because I also have big love energy. And the more love that you give out, the more love that you bring in as well. So it's like everything's cyclical. And we see that so much in our conversations with love and with connection. And the more that you, you know, connect with other people, the more you'll feel connected. Right. But it's the same with love. And we need to make sure, I mean, 
with money, we need to make sure that we apply it also to this big part of our lives um, with wealth and finances and all of that stuff as well. I need to start writing down everything that you say that I need to put on a bumper sticker or a t-shirt and like <laughs> quote it because you have some good ones. Um, but anyways, with this, grat- <laughs> with this gratitude one, gratitude, we talk about this a lot. Gratitude is the highest frequency emotion that you can possibly create and feel. So if any time with money, you're feeling stuck or you're feeling victimized or you're feeling just really like trapped in your own fear, um, this is like the highest tool that you can go to is just being grateful for what you do have and being grateful for what you can have and will have in the future. This gratitude can lift your vibration so quickly and so easily. And so this is always, always, always a tool that you guys have that can really like pull you out of any place that you're feeling stuck and get you kind of back in the game where you're like, okay, I love my life. I'm empowered. I'm in control. Like the things that I want in my life, I deserve to have, and I can have them. That gratitude and going to that gratitude is a really, really nice and quick way to help you just kind of recalibrate and kind of get back on track to what you really desire. Yes. So you guys, I hope that you go into your next day or your next hour feeling like bold, powerful, badass creator of the universe, because you are. And, um, Obviously, if you want to get nitty gritty into your gates and channels and see how else you can lean into your gifts, you can book a reading with us at um, daylunalife.com. You can email us hello at daylunalife.com. And you can also uh, DM us on Instagram. And I just want to apologize for any messages that we haven't gotten back to. Things have been crazy. So we're a little behind on our emails and our messages. But we do love you guys. We do love hearing from you guys. And we are connecting as much as we possibly can. And we're going to continue to kind of catch up on all those. But so my main point is continue to reach out. We love hearing from you guys. Um, We'd be happy to dive into your chart with you. Or if you wanted to get a box or booklet like Dana was talking about earlier, that's awesome. And yeah, you guys are badasses. You literally create your own world and you deserve all of the things, all of the things, all of the things. So we're sending you guys so much love and we'll talk to you next time.